Hey guys, and welcome to a, another episode of the Human Connection Project podcast. We are all about empowering connection to develop psychological resilience and emotional well-being in our community because now, more than ever, we need human connection. I hope you enjoy this episode, and as always, make sure you share it to someone who you feel this can make a positive impact on. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Human Connection Project podcast. We are up to episode 12 today uh, and got a good buddy of mine on the show today, which most of our listeners will be familiar with, the man that can, Lucky Stewart. Welcome, my friend. Hey, brother. Good to have you in. It's funny that we got matching shirts. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, both, we're both rocking the Haggards living a tie because, you know, it's a message that the world needs to hear. Personally, uh, I prefer my color, but... Yeah. My, t- my teal T-shirt has been put through the absolute ringer, so I might have to purchase a new one off myself. But, <laughs> brother, tell us, tell us a little bit about what has got you to where you are today. So we'll jump into the man that can after, but what, is, what has Lockie Stewart done to get to where he is today? Mate, the list goes on, but I guess the, the short form is uh, how I got to, I guess, you know, where I would say I am today, where I feel in control of a lot of my, my direction and actions would be over time, I was in a position where I think a lot of people can relate to where you, you know, what I would consider my rock bottom. I just didn't feel I could go any lower than where I was currently at. And that was about six years ago. And I was fortunate enough to have a good buddy who introduced me to a book you know, how many times we've we been given books before I was given them all the time at school and I never read the fucking things. I just went on Google and summarized it. Um, but then I, I uh, read this book and I was, it's actually one of the boring, most boring books I've ever read in my life, but it gave me two things. One was I was so excited that I actually finished a book and I experienced a little bit of growth, which was the most powerful thing ever um, for someone like myself. And then secondly, the lessons that I took away from the book, even though the book was boring, it taught me four principles. And from that moment on, it shifted the perception I had of myself because there was a point in time where I believed I was the guy who, you know, I was, I was a chippy at the time. My perception of myself was that I was just going to go out and continually cheat on my partner at the time, just probably any partner I had, I, I would imagine. Um, get in fights, take drugs and just repeat that cycle because that's what I continued to do and that's what the people around me continued to do. And when I read that book, I was like, fuck, maybe I actually have the ability to change and it never clicked, right? Like I've, you know, played high-level footy, um, same with athletics and I've done all these things and it's all been an accumulation of consistent routines and habits over a long period of time to get me to that point. And after reading that book, I was like, what's next? Like what else can I learn and read? And I just became addicted to growing right i came uh, became addicted to trying new things and trying to shift my way of thinking so went from book to book to book to then um you know going to seminars and all this sort of stuff and i still remember my first seminar a guy i played footy with he's like mate we gotta go to this this uh event it's 25 dollars, right so six years ago 25 dollars was the difference between getting a carton of gold or going to this event that I had no idea what it was. So it took me four days to give him an answer. And I was like, no, nah, I can't do it. And mind you, the, that same weekend we had our major semifinal for footy. I was like, I can't let the boys down. But every time I'd go home, I was like, maybe this is that one thing that I need to do that's going to shift. Mm. I went to this thing. I paid 25 bucks, didn't get my beers on the weekend. 
but it opened my eyes, right? It, it showed me a whole different side of society where they were actively trying to better themselves and they were encouraging each other, each other to do it. And that then, you know, just inspired me to go, well, maybe there are more people out there who feel like I do but want more. And, uh, you know, over, over the years, I have tried so many different things to, you know, better myself and some things worked well, some things I didn't like at all. Um, I've hung out with, you know, certain kinds of people and some of them I liked, some of them I didn't. And it's just sort of helped me understand myself better. But also along the way, everything that I've learned, I've implemented for long enough to go, yep, that works well for me or that doesn't. I see, you know, so often people keep reading and reading and reading and attending event after event. They don't fucking take any action. And, you know, like we were talking about this morning, you know, people got to get the, the foundations right. Mm. It's like you, same with nutrition. People are trying to, or, or exercise, they're trying to do all these crazy fucking things that you see on Instagram, but they don't do the basics well enough yet to even warrant going down that rabbit hole. And, you know, for myself, I think where what's helped me get to where I am is doing the, the basics really fucking well day in, day out, regardless of whether the sun's shining or it's raining outside. I just get up, do the same thing. And it may sound boring and monotonous, but it's just, you know, I always compare it to brushing your teeth. I don't enjoy brushing my teeth, but I like having a good smile, which I do, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> Choppers of a king. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's interesting. So you, you are, you know, you went through an experience similar to me. We, I've went through an experience of feeling disconnected. You went through an experience of feeling like you had much more potential, and now you spend your entire life helping other men, in particular, with the man that can reach their potential and thrive in life. I guess what's the what was the defining moment for you to realize, hey, I've done this for myself. Maybe I can help others on this journey oh defining oh, moment got him got yeah, him stump me straight through the middle stump mate that's a good question i think uh i don't think there was ever a real definitive moment i think it was just an accumulation and one thing i'm really grateful for is i've documented my whole journey right so if you go back for a stalk on instagram right back to 2014 you can see the cha- from the guy who i was Right. I, I love going back and having a little progress, but you see me attempting to do videos and even my, my, you know, the lack of self-belief in what I'm saying and how I articulate it to, you know, then doing all these things, attending these events, and then starting to, you know, really share the things that I'm learning. And I become more confident and more inspired by, and you can just see, see the growth essentially. But I think, you know, over time I had people reaching out being like, Oh, can you help me with this? Help me with that. And I had a really big, um, stigma one around being a personal trainer again because you know when I I what was a personal trainer back in the day when I was still trying to make it at footy and I just thought it was a part-time sort of gig trying to figure out what I really wanted to do and then also life coaching and coaching I was just like what a fucking bunch of knobs who can teach anyone really mm. all that sort of stuff and that was my own issue like own stuff so whenever someone would ask if I could help them I was like nah 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 and then I realized like if it hadn't have been for Tom and Andy helping me, even though they weren't coaches, but like offering me advice and supporting me, encouraging me, challenging my way of thinking, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be where I am today. I don't know where the fuck I'd be. I'd probably, like we were speaking about this morning, have three kids and mm. you know, all kinds of weird stuff would be happening. Not yeah. that that's a bad thing, but for, for anyway. Was, not, for, not the yeah. journey that you yeah, were chasing the, anyway. Not the journey that I was chasing. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think the real defining moment was when I said yes to the first person where I was like, right, oh, I'm going to help you. Mm. And uh, 
I had no idea how the fuck it was. Like to me, it was just a conversation. I'd check in every week and sort of see what happened. And I think, you know, after a while I was like, I need to really do some studies around this as well because experience is awesome, but I think I can do this better um, mm-hmm. and really focus on, on delivering results. So, yeah, I, I'd say the, the, the definitive moment was probably, you know, I'd say 2017 to 20, or let's say middle of 2016 to 2018 where I had people reaching out and um, people giving feedback on, on my experience and growth and asking for advice. That's when I sort of um, realized maybe this is this is how my journey can inspire other people. Yeah, definitely. I think me and you have had heaps of conversations offline around uh, experience being only part of the puzzle and having to have the knowledge to coach. One analogy I give a lot of people because I obviously talk in this space quite often is, you know, if if Billy Bob gets his house renovated, that doesn't deem him qualified to now renovate his neighbor's house. And a lot of people are using their own experience and particularly in the mental health space, going through their own experiences of depression or anxiety or stress to now coaching others through it without actually getting, you know, the evidence-backed or the research-driven data to help these people. And I think that's a, a really big issue that both you and I and a lot of other people are trying to tackle at the moment. How have you seen that play out in the, uh, in the space? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, there's two ways of looking at it, right? And I, I was that guy and I still, you know, I still got so much to learn and so much more... Like I said this morning, I'm going to go back and continue studying because there's there's unlimited, you know, resources out there on how to how to coach better, how to provide advice. And I think you know when when I first started out, before I'd done the stuff that I'd done, I never wanted to give advice because I don't think I can come from a place of giving advice. And like you said, unless it's um, credible, I could provide perspective. Mm. And I think. Uh, at this point in time, we've got to be really careful of that because if you're advising something, someone from an, like, yeah, I, I, you know, people can come from that place of experience and if it works for you, it doesn't always mean it's going to work for everyone else. So we've got to really tread carefully with how we, or how people in, in like flying in through experience are really um, giving advice or, or perspective because I think it's important to go, this is what worked for me it you know feel free to give it a go but i'm not saying it's the best advice for you you know you got to go seek professional help yeah um so if you you notice a lot of the content that i do it's always perspective it's always an observation it's never mm. fucking do this i don't feel com- even still knowing what i know i don't feel comfortable telling people what to do i like to empower people to take make their own decisions mm. and think for themselves um but i think there i have seen there's a lot of people telling people what to do and that makes me uneasy because one i don't like being fucking told what to do maybe this is another another challenge of mine um i don't like being told what to do but i I don't feel people i don't feel it's good to tell people what to do especially based around mental health if it's only offer an experience and especially when a lot of people haven't done it consistent myself included um consistently enough to warrant that what you're recommending people do is going to work for a long-term sustainable change 
Yeah, well, that's what we talked into. We talk into leadership a lot, you and I, in our conversations, which gets me into the next part of the chat, which is our three pillars for the Human Connection Project, which we've defined as empathy, leadership and empowerment. And you've kind of by virtue touched on on all three, but I know you use similar values and virtues and emotions uh, with your program with The Man That Can. What do those three mean to you? Empathy, leadership and empowerment. What's, what's your definition personally of them? So for me, empathy, you know, you have a really good analogy with it, but it's, it's not doing the work for people. Like when we talk about sympathy, it's like uh, it's not empowering someone to make a change, right? It's just going, oh, I, I see where you're at and that's so sad. You're a victim. Like that sucks. Life sucks for you. Whereas empa- uh, empathy for me is like it's understanding where people are at and appreciate, appreciating where people are at, but also going, right, oh, well, we're wearing this together and I know you can overcome it. Let's go. Let's walk together because there's so many people out there and you know obviously the space i work in with a lot of men where they've never had anyone walk side by side with them it, it's it's either been like harden the fuck up and do it yourself and a lot of us don't really you know we don't ask for help because because of you know stigmas around that and two you know the the it, there's a lot of sympathy it's like oh that sucks man you know when i was a chippy and you're on the on the job site there's so much sympathy buzzing around right like it's like oh, mate, that sucks, fuck, fuck that employer or fuck that subby or this and that. And it's like, well, that's not really helping anyone get anywhere. Mm. I can empathize that, you know, that guy rocked up late and your job's behind, but let's, you know, what can we do to be proactive? Um, leadership is, is walking your talk, right? Like we were speaking about it this morning. There's people who preach stuff and, you know, behind the scenes, they're not actually doing what they do, right? And people, once again, this is going back to telling people what to do rather than just leading by example. I feel... Once again, the reason why, how I got into this space in the first place was I was walking my talk and people then just started going, wow, you've like, you've changed and you're doing it. What, what is it? And feedback I always hear is that I'm just consistent regardless of what's happening on the outside of the world. And I'm not worried about impressing other people or doing certain things to look like I'm doing shit. I do it because I want to look after one, my own well-being and I want to be better. And if mm-hmm. that, you know, empowers other people fucking awesome if it doesn't i don't i'm not worried about it but i would rather just get into the heavy lifting and you know <laughs> you and i in a, in a similar boat i love doing everything that i do in the man and cam project like from the marketing to i love the whole process mm. which one is detrimental to myself because it's slowing down the growth because i could outsource things but i i really enjoy all of it because it, this is i'm so passionate about it as you are with the human connection project so i love learning and developing skills and just getting in and getting my hands dirty where there's people who won't even do the one thing for their business, but they want to have this huge, they want to be an influencer or they want to be this, but it's like leadership, just start with doing the things for yourself. And if you do it consistently over a long period of time, that will, I believe, inspire people to take similar actions because they'll see the results that you start getting. And then I think that's the, um, the business card conversation that we've had a few times like a lot of people want to be business owners for the business card and it's not that they're uh you know doing it for negative reasons for anybody else it's just that they're they've been raised or taught different values and that's where they need to seek leadership and they need to seek this empowerment model yeah 100 percent. and you know I, I think i was guilty i think a lot of people when they start a business you think that you're getting freedom right you're getting some form of freedom and, and to a degree you can, but at the same time you end up working harder than you ever would normally. Like 
I, I work can't even spell. Days. I can't even spell freedom anymore. Yeah, like I, I, yeah, we're in the same boat. We're always working, but I enjoy it. Like I said, I enjoy the the whole process. So I'm grateful to to have the opportunity to do that. And then your last one, empowerment. It's empowering people to take the action, not doing it for them or trying to in, you know motivate them to do it. It's just like, well, here's the tools and resources. It's up to you to do it. You are capable of doing it. You're going to hit roadblocks. Life's going to happen. And this is the other thing, right? Going back to textbook study, here's my sort of flip side to that. Is like on paper, if you go, if you do this, you'll get Y result. Right? If you do X, you'll get Y, which makes sense on paper. You're reading, you go, fuck yeah, that's easy. I'll do that. But what happens is life happens, right? And our minds happen and all the emotions and roller coasters of stuff and thoughts and limiting beliefs and all that sort of crap happens. So while we think, all right, I'm just going to jump from here to here, it doesn't happen like that. It ends up being this crazy hills and valleys sort of race that you've got to go through. And a lot of people go get tired right? and they stop and they go, nah, it, it's not working for me. It's, it's not happening. So empowering people to know, right, it is possible. Whatever it is you want is possible, but it's not necessarily going to be the same journey for you as it was for me. But if, if you, you know, learn, take all the tools that I have or take all the tools that Matt has or whatever else is available and you start implementing them for long enough to really test if they work for you and if they don't, fuck them off. Am I allowed to swear on here, by the way? Yeah, we, we'll flick sweet. the switch. Yeah, yeah sweet. <laughs> Bit late uh, now. Yeah, I know. I was, I've already done a few. Um, <laughs> but also you, to say, right, well, if that isn't working for you, why? Like you, we need to start understanding ourselves understanding ourself enough to go well why isn't that working for is it the tool itself is it me is it my environment like what are these things so it's really empowering people to think for themselves because i think over time we've lost the ability to problem solve we've lost resilience and we've lost the ability to essentially know that we're in control of what we want mm. like people just are waiting for someone to say, tap, tap them on the shoulder and say hey maddie you got to uh do this this is the next thing and it's going to be done by next friday Thank you. Yeah. And, this one, and, and, and Matt, this is how it's done. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very, very real problem that a lot of people are facing. Uh, one thing I want to get your opinion on is someone uh, who, you know, A, is in a fantastic relationship yourself, uh, but also B, deals with a lot of men. In, a, you know, and irrespective of gender here, let's say, let's say you've gone through something right, Uh, and your partner is struggling to connect with you and understand and empathise but also get the details out, Mm -hmm. what's what's some advice you can give for that partner who's struggling to break through, you know, uh, because I know a lot of people right now have lost their jobs through various means or, you know, who they identified with has suddenly been pulled out from underneath them and their partners are listening today going, I just need to break through and and talk to them but they can't. How do they get through? Yeah. That's a really great question. Really great question. It's so here, here's where it starts with us. And when we go back to, you know, we're obviously this is in the mental health space and we, you know, we look at uh, suicide, domestic violence, all these sorts of things that are happening. I, I'm a big believer that it's, it's us as individuals that have to look at how we're potentially communicating or how we're holding space for that other person. Right. Because I know over time, and I, some people I still rub up the wrong way because I communicate not the best way for them, right? And I could sit there and say, okay, well, they need to just fucking understand how, what I mean, right? Because you know how there's always that miscommunication where it's like, oh, I didn't mean it that way, but that's how it came across. So 
the work, I could wait for them to do that, but that's not me really taking ownership. For me to take ownership and go, okay, well, they're struggling, but I need to learn how to communicate to them in a way where they feel safe, they feel like they can open up to me, and that takes time. So I, I believe it's, it's, it's once again um, putting, putting your hand up. For, so for those listening who are in that position and you want to try and really connect with your partner or get them to open up to you, do the self-reflection go, okay, well, what, what do I feel it could be that is making them not open up to me or, or react in a negative way? And what could I change about that? And that's why, you know, learning for one about emotional intelligence or uh, different ways to communicate, how to, how to um, you know, use language to, to and it can be as complex as possible, but it's also really simple. Uh, and the goal, my belief is like, seek to, and this is a quote that I stuck with me for years, like seek to understand before being understood. So if you can ask great questions, you're going to get great answers. Mm. And if you can listen to those answers and then sort of navigate through that, like people are going to start feeling more comfortable. But if you're just only really trying to have those meaningful conversations when you feel they're at rock bottom or if you feel they're struggling, you've already lost. Like it has to start and it has to be practiced day in, day out. It's not just going to be, oh, Matty, you're, you're sad, I'm here. You know, and we, we chat about this. There's so many incredible awareness days and all that sort of stuff which i you know i think are incredible but what's happening 360 the other 364 days a year when we should be working on that relationship you don't just fucking you know get in a relationship and go oh, tonight i feel like getting lucky or really spoiling spoiling this person it's like no you wake up every day you give your partner a kiss on the cheek or the forehead or whatever it is say have a great day and off you go and you come back in that afternoon talk about your day and all that sort of stuff. And that's a daily process. And over time, they fall in love. There's no like direct moment where they go, I love you. Mm. <clears throat> you know, it just clicks. It's, it's an accumulation of all those things. And you can transfer that into helping your partner feel comfortable opening up to you. Because if it's just, you know, if it's happening every day where you're getting to them to open up and share you know, daily wins or daily challenges, like when it really is needed, the communication lines are there because it's normal. It falls into how uh, you know how disconnected we really are as a society, and it's in relationships as well. And I guess that's where 100%. we come into it with our three pillars: is how you can build that, build that open space. But brother, at the uh, timing that we're at, we like to flick the position now, um, which <laughs> you'll be well prepared for this because we've done it many times before. But I've been asking all the questions. Hey, I'm a bit nervous, mate. I'm really nervous. So am I. I got put on the spot yesterday and it really, really shook me to the core of the question. What's your question for me? Life, oh, I, mental health, surfing. I actually got asked this question yesterday. And I think it is a fucking great question. Probably a question I've never been asked or never thought to be asked. But how does it feel to be you? Ooh, how does it feel to be me? I mean... It depends on what day, really, but at the core, for me, uh, it feels impactful. Uh, everything I do from start to finish, you know, whether it's you and I uh, peddling the pavement or whether it's me having a discussion with uh, a lady who's going through difficulties in her life or whether it's me talking in schools, yeah, it, uh, every day I feel impactful uh, and that could be impacting in my personal life or it could be impacting on a larger scale, but... Uh, if I go to bed at night and I haven't felt some sort of impact, I'll be sure to make a, an impact before I close my close my eyes for the day. I think that's where I sit. 
Love it, man. Love Cracking it. question, but I'll be can taking I, can that I have one. one more. <laughs> okay, go. What is the ultimate like for you? Mm-hmm. How will you know when the Human Connection Project is doing what you feel it can has a power to do? When the Human Connection Project is successful, we won't need to exist. So when no one's calling us for our services or asking our opinion, um, so our goal. Our goal is very, very simple to say and very, very complex to achieve. We want to be globally the largest proactive mental health and human connection-led organisations, which is a fancy way of saying we want to reshape and re-educate society on how to connect to one another. So when no one's calling us or, or going to our website or listening to our podcast, that's when I know we've been impactful and we can shut it down. Mate, so you're like meditation. You're going for the opposite. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I okay, yeah. love it. When someone doesn't need to meditate because they're so mindful, that's when meditation has been impactful. And it's the same for us when someone doesn't need our advice or our help. Uh, we've achieved what we set out to achieve. Love it. But, brother, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, we'll, uh, we'll be jamming back and forth on these podcasts over the years, so I'm sure people will get to hear your story a lot, lot more. Um, but real quick, uh, I know you've got a very heavy presence on the socials with what you do. So where can we find you? Uh, Instagram's where I'm busiest. Obviously, I'm I spam a lot. Mm, but I've unfollowed Lo- you. <laughs> You're in the favourites. <laughs> <laughs> at Lachlan Stewart. Uh, yeah, spell S-T-U-A-R-T. Yeah. The, the strong way. Yeah, yeah. And like then the, the man at camproject.com as cool. well. Or, or man I'll... Um, I'll throw all those links uh, in the description and people will follow you on. But thanks for coming on, brother. Thanks for having me, bro. I'll, uh, I'll speak to you on the other side. See you, bro. Hey, guys, and thanks for listening to another episode of the Human Connection Project podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Matt Boyce, and I just want to say a massive thank you for tuning in. If this has provided any value to your life at all, I would love a recommendation, a review, or potentially to share this with someone in your community. If this has stirred any emotions in you and you need to talk to someone, you can contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 any time of the day. If there's a topic you want us to cover, make sure you leave it in the reviews and we'll be sure to get to it. That's all from me, and please remember... How good's living. <laughs>